0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 144, the proudest member of the Dumbass Media Network. Joining me this evening, nudist Terry.
1: Hey, everybody. Not and, you, Terry, uh,
0: Exactly. And please keep us clothes on, Ian. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and we're, uh, don't ask, don't tell, Mac. Good evening. <laughs> and the dumbass himself.
2: I'm here and ready to give you all a good tongue lashing. Nice. <laughs>
0: I can take a tongue lashing with the best of them. I bet you can. <laughs> How was everybody doing this evening? Awesome. Doing good. Good. Wow. Well, we had busy weeks. Yeah. 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 Interestingly busy. Uh, so, well, I mean, uh, I, I was in, I was in Houston again. And I think you guys know I, I, I like to play hide the Bible, right? Right.
3: Hey, but yeah. this
0: time I got to hide a Bible and a Book of Mormon.
3: Nice. Mm. I, I actually had a couple, um, some um whatchamacallit, then and talk about um the Book of Mormon to me. Missionaries. Yeah, some missionaries into the house and talked with them for a bit. Oh, Brian,
4: Brian,
0: is is that what you and your wife call it? Is hide the Bible? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was well, you know, we were at the table the other night and, and somebody said something about playing a game and I go, Hide the pickle? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was in Utah for a week riding my bike, and I totally forgot about Hide the Bible.
0: Oh. Yeah, well, also, uh, but I'd like to know more about uh, Ian's experience.
3: Yes, with um, the Mormon missionaries. Uh, it was just interesting. You know, I explained to him from the get-go. I was an atheist. They showed a pi- um, picture from their propaganda thing of Jesus and asked if I knew who that was. I was like, oh, well, that's the inaccurate um, depiction of Jesus.
1: <laughs> was it white, white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Long flowing brown hair and all that, yeah. It's like no, so, you know that that's the inaccurate depiction of Jesus, and you know throughout the whole thing, I kept correcting them on things like that when they, you know, they'd start talking it's like, oh well, no, actually, um, but they they were you know quite pleasant, really. You know, well, <laughs> they, they, it's you know very interesting because you know, I kept telling them, you know, I'll, 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 actually, I I actually don't mind talking with you, but I don't believe what you do, and you know, I don't agree with you, and but they were very pleasant people in the end.
0: You know they they always are, and yeah. They walk away knowing that you know, they can't save your soul, but yeah, they I mean they'll talk to you for a certain amount of time, but I find that there's probably there's a time limit. <laughs> you yeah. know, if they're talking to somebody that they think they can't reach, they got to get on to somebody else.
4: They're always nice to your face. It's it's in the middle of the night when that bicycle <laughs> back with fertilizer shows up.
3: <laughs> well, supposedly they'd be willing to do all sorts of household work and stuff for me in service, yeah. Thing. Okay. Really? Uh, yeah. They, they were often. So, you know, is, is, there any, is there anything we can do for them, like, you know, not really.
4: Even in, if they can save your lawn, convert. Because <laughs> <laughs> that means they've got a direct pipeline.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. I can't disagree with that.
1: <laughs> Did they go into your house? Did you invite them in?
3: Yeah, I, I let them in. You really
1: know what? Cool they, won't, they won't come into my house with unless there's a man here. Really? Yeah. I think well, it's do
2: a rule. You answer the door naked.
1: No, I don't. I should though. Next time I'll try. What did I say earlier to normalize their expectations? About yeah, right. Moving. Exactly. <laughs> 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 that
0: was the pre-show.
1: <laughs> no, I think they have rules about not being alone
3: uh, in a well, woman's um- home. Are they the ones that have the rule that the woman actually isn't the one that has any power? Yeah, the men are the ones that actually have to do all the real work to save them, and the family gets to kind of tag along yep. in the end. Yeah. Yep. So you're not important to them. Well, but- no,
1: they're worried about uh, sexually, like me being a temptress or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they don't want impropriety.
0: It's but- fascinating because that means that if you're a single woman living alone, um. Uh, that's almost as big a sin because they can't—they can't even go out of their way to save you.
1: They might send sister missionaries over,
2: though. Okay. I wonder how many women out there hearing this are going like, "All right, challenge accepted. I am going. To-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I am going to bring those
2: boys in. I am going to seduce them.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? Only." They're so-
4: only Mrs. Robinson, dumbass. Only Mrs. So, Robinson.
1: Those poor kids are so repressed. Oh, my God. I'm sure they're terrified.
4: They show up at your door, Terry, you go, is your name Benjamin? You look like a
0: Benjamin to me.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, after listening to some of the Out of Darkness podcasts, I wonder how repressed some of them are.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: They they They, they look that way. They're walking the walk, right? But. I think there's too much of of mainstream culture for them to really be that isolated.
1: That's probably true.
0: And so you were biking around Utah, huh?
1: I was. It's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, we were down by Capitol Reef National Park, which is sort of south, uh, it's like southwest of Moab, if you know where that is.
0: Okay, I know where Moab and Archer are.
1: So um, we well, we went pretty far south to Four Corners to that area. And, um, did a really cool route called the Mokey Dugway, which is a switchbacky three miles of switchbacks up like 11 or 1200 feet, um, gravel road. We did that on road bikes. It was amazing. It was super hard coming down. It was okay going up, but it was super hard coming down. But you could see all the way from the top of that road down to the formations in Monument Valley in Arizona.
0: Okay. So it was just wow.
1: It was amazing. Yeah.
0: It seems like we we drove through there. Um, we we took the kids to Salt Lake because we wanted to go to the Great Salt Lake. It seems like uh-huh. we drove through that area.
1: It's pretty far south, so you could. I mean, if you went oh, south. is
0: it further south? Is it? Is it? You know, we because we did Moab and Archer, but okay. Um, but we got all the way down to. Is it? Is it? Is it? Um, it's
1: southwest of there.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, if you follow my Instagram feed, which I think is Terry T. Peterson. Uh, there's some really cool pictures from our trip there.
0: All right. Well, oh man, I'm trying. To, oh, I was going to say, Terry, I only follow you on Tinder.
1: <laughs> Do you swipe which direction? I don't even know which direction you're supposed <laughs> to swipe on Tinder. <laughs> Damn it. I can't even make the joke. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I know they're swiping. And
0: well. <laughs> Wait, now I look like a liar. <laughs> What is the gay one for for men? Is it bros uh, Grindr, something? Grinder, grinder,
1: <laughs> uh, From what I hear, grinder doesn't normalize expectations of men's new bodies. I
0: don't think it does. Yeah. I, I <laughs> <laughs> but Tinder's fascinating, right? The idea.
1: Yeah. Yep. All
0: right. Well. Okay. Is there? I mean, is there anything else? This concludes the travelogue portion of our show. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We, there was a lot of traveling going on this last couple of weeks. Well, okay, Houston in, in, in and Utah. Utah. I'll tell you what, uh, though. Utah well, is nicer than Actually, Houston. Brian,
4: I picked up a basketball and went several steps without traveling.
0: <laughs> hmm. Was there a traveling?
4: That's traveling, yeah.
1: <laughs> I haven't been to um, Houston, but Utah's pretty awesome.
0: Utah's, Utah Utah. I enjoyed Utah. Uh I do. I go to Houston because I have to. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Well, I guess it's time to masturbate with the Masturbation Moment.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves.
3: Okay, today's masturbation moment. We are switching slightly different than just masturbating into the extremely pleasurable world of oral sex. <sighs> now, the first article, doctors claim BJs are good for women's health and even help fight depression.
0: We we've heard this before, this this uh, idea that semen fights depression. Haven't we didn't haven't we covered this before? I think this is I think isn't this article by Dr. Hefner and Doctor Flint?
1: Oh, now I get it! Like tick, tick, <laughs> tick, 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 tick. I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Huh>. Got it.
2: <laughs> I completely don't get the reference, but neither do Hugh I, but... Hefner
1: and Larry Flint. Yeah, Hugh. Oh, okay. Is it, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Penthouse and Playboy magazine. No, okay. Larry Flint was hustler. Oh, Larry Flint yeah. was hustler. I'm
4: sorry. Yeah, I don't know who did Penthouse.
3: So anyway, could... the article... oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> you go ahead. I'll make my comment after.
3: Ah. Okay, the article looks at the sex lives of 300 women and examined and looked at those that ventured south. Apparently, they sleep better, have better moods, and generally worry less. Um, it talks about the various um hormones and stuff that are basically um produced in the act of performing oil sex and how
4: that helps. It. Well, Brian's um, been venturing south.
0: <laughs> he went to Houston. <laughs> Yeah, everything's south in Houston.
3: <laughs> but the, the article goes on to talk about how basically uh, chemicals in semen do apparently help women feel better. Okay. So you have
1: to be a swallower? Uh, apparently.
3: Uh, that's what it benefits? sounds like, yeah.
4: Couldn't Although, you just get the same benefit from, you know, getting something at Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so you see that whole, whole article we covered way back when Starbucks is actually
0: an antidepressant. Exactly. Oh. Well I, well that's what we covered. That's the article we covered that semen was an antidepressant. And that's how we got started on the whole uh, the whole um discussion about well, what's in semen and you know, the oh, the, the right. copper and that's okay. how we got onto the that whole thing.
1: That's right. I did the breakdown, didn't I? The yeah. nutritional analysis.
0: Wow. Yeah, we need to know how nutritional it was.
3: Yeah. Well, anyway, according to this, it's not only nutritional, but it is, you know, hormonally beneficial for women. All right. So women, well, okay, women, you know, give your men some. Well, it wait, helps you. What now, I, what, wait,
0: wait, wait, hold on. What I to know, wait, though, wait, wait, is this also beneficial for gay men?
3: I actually didn't go into that. It's only looked at women. I would think so, though. It's, it, you know, the logic would be there. I would I would think. I'm not a professional
2: my understanding of the study is that uh, they uh, they told half of them to concentrate on oral sex, well, I and think that's the other the next and half not to like. Uh, is the there next. It, the next one? Yes, the next oh,
3: one. I thought. This one, they um just had three hundred women. They um examined and talked about their sex habits. Is what it says. Oh, okay. The Next research is the one that um they split up like you said. Oh, okay. So and so this is where the women can um make the same claim to their. Um, the men in their lives, because according to another research, the opposite is just the same. Men who go down on women, it's a healthy thing for both the men and women there as well. And this is the one um, Dumbass was referring to. They um, uh, The research monitored more than 150 straight lesbian couples, 75 of which were told to concentrate heavily on oil sex, 75 of which were told not to. And the result, results showed a noticeable difference in stress and anxiety levels, as well as sleep quality and intimacy levels. So basically, guys and lesbian women in this case. So, you know, this one actually refers to the, um, gay community. Going down on your partner is good for both of you. And a lot of the same thing. A lot of the hormones that get released during that are good, you know, for her body to have release and good for you to apparently, um, get into your system.
0: Ingest. Ingest, yes. We will go with the word ingest there. Um. What if I just use it as a hand cream? <laughs> It doesn't go into that, although
3: it does say that um a study additionally claims that these hormones can relieve migraine headaches.
2: Right, but th- uh, uh, the so hormones- could it could it just be that the sexual activity is good for your stress and everything? And they're they're claiming not oh, okay. in this article.
0: They say that 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 the best benefit comes from. Um, penetrative, se- or, um, well, they talked about penetrative sex. Do you get the best effects? It, it was without a condom. It was.
1: Right. Know, unprotected.
0: Unprotected. But I, I gotta wonder if the devil's in the details on this one.
1: <laughs> well, and so the people who are, I don't know, I'm just hypothesizing that the people who are likely to engage in oral sex and be comfortable and calm about that and relax enough to enjoy it might be the type of people for whom the act itself would be relaxing
3: and, make you feel good and all that
1: kind of stuff?
0: I don't know. know. It's like a French talk.
3: The the first article was 3,300 women just being interviewed. That would make more sense. This article, the second one, though, says what they did was they split the groups up and said, you know, gave it, I guess they must have had a time limit. It doesn't actually say, but they monitored the 75 couples that you need to focus on oral sex. The other 75 couples don't um, perform oral sex and they saw a difference. Yeah. but So that, that, that that, that suggests there is more to it than just the natural comfort because that telling people whether or not you're comfortable with it, try it this way and see how it works.
0: Okay. But this is a a self-reported study. I mean,
3: uh, well, yeah, there's a, with any self-reported study. Yeah. yeah. You have to accept certain levels of that.
0: That's Okay. Sex is good, we know that yeah. for sure. I mean, that's totally
3: pro-sex, yeah.
0: Yeah. That, and
3: oil according to these studies at least oil sex is a good thing. Go ahead, perform it on um those you care about in the proper manner. Have some fun. Enjoy each other's bodies.
0: So, when you say those who you care about, you're really broadening the door here of who you should be doing <laughs> this with.
3: Well, within the proper <clears throat> confine, you know, the the, the appropriate um level of you know.
2: and you can define to appropriate however you like <laughs> exactly <laughs>
3: yeah
4: we won't judge just remember that sex is kind of like pizza even when it's bad it's still pretty good <laughs> okay there we go so brian why
0: are your kids taking an f in history this year well because of indoctrination and because america
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, apparently a tennessee pastor tells kids to take an f because history class is part of Islamic invasion. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so, uh, apparently, and I, where is this? Where is this Tennessee, Tennessee. pastor, yeah, Tennessee. right? Tennessee. But okay. It, it's interesting because apparently he says it's 28 pages, um, about Islam. And he says, and they barely get half a page on, on Christianity. And it's not even, I really would like to know what's in those 28 pages.
4: I would really like to know. If it's actually about Islam, or if it's about the history of the Middle
0: East, because well, that's, that's if it's what, yeah. about Islam, it's not appropriate to have in school either. No, but if it's a, but if it is about the Middle East, Islam would certainly be a portion of that history, right? I mean, you would t- you yeah. would you could talk about that in a historical point of view. You could also talk about uh, Judaism and Christianity
4: being a, a part of the history of the
0: Middle Abs- East. Uh, yeah, absolutely, from a historical yeah. point of view. Absolutely. So I, you really got to wonder what's going on in here. But man, I think that this this gentleman would be upset if if they mentioned Islam even once. But it it just kills me. It you, we keep coming back to this idea that information is bad. Yeah. Yeah. They want to make sure that kids are only getting the information that they want them to have well, they they have to instill kids with the proper and
4: appropriate level of xenophobia <laughs> so that they will kill any Muslim they happen to come across right
0: but doesn't that's, it just show, that's what that's what school is for. doesn't it just show how fragile Christianity is though
3: not at all not at all
0: well, no. the believers no. definitely not at think all.
3: it's fragile. But we've seen that over and over again. They are, you know.
4: Well, that's because they're an
0: oppressed minority.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they think oh. they are. <laughs> that's uh, for sure.
0: They they are acting like it. And I guess fundamentalists kind of are a minority, right? I mean, we're we're seeing less and less people even uh, have any sort of religion.
4: I I don't think they should be called fundamentalists. They don't have enough fun to be called fundamentalists. They should be called sad fundamentalists. That's my opinion. <laughs>
1: So the school district claims that it's all part of world history,
0: and they're yeah. probably right. And here's the other thing: is that I don't have a problem with them not talking about Christianity in the school and and, and oh, having more about Islam. Oh my Islam. god!
4: Well, he's right. Hold on, Wait. they're going to be taking a they're going to be taking a test on it on September the 11th. Here's the thing: is that <laughs> we no, we, we, no he,
0: he's right. Oh. oh my god! It's all a plot.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So. We talk about more about Christianity than any other religion in in our culture in general. Oh yeah,
3: definitely. so the
0: idea that that they're getting 28 pages about Islam is is paltry. I mean, it is it is so insignificant to everything else that the, that that we are being fed in the in this culture about Christianity. Why are we so worried? Why is he so worried? Well, because because it is this is pure indoctrination. Well, yeah, but that's what you're doing too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, uh, but it's the wrong kind of. Indoctr- I I would, I would exactly. like to see this. He's uh, doing the right kind of indoctrination.
4: He's doing good American Christian values indoctrination.
2: <laughs> Are they really talking all about Islam, or is it just like, yeah, like you said, just history of the Middle East, or what?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, what's yeah. in those twenty-eight pages? And I bet he hasn't seen it either.
2: Oh, I'm yeah. sure he hasn't
4: seen it.
3: But he talks about uh, there's only a uh, half page of watered down Christianity. Um. Well. That almost makes sense in a society where you go outside your house, you're going to have Christianity forced on you. I mean, if you don't know Christianity in our society, you've not been outside at all.
0: I know. You can't so, trip with a Maltov cocktail and not burn down a church. <laughs> How'd you find this out, Brian? Yeah. I, I just, I just, I just know it's true.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Brian. I'm going to want to see
0: evidence on that. <laughs> <You really? laughs> I'm not providing squat. You can call me a liar. I'll, I'll take that. that, would, that. <laughs> I want to see
4: a peer-reviewed you study. You want to a peer review? I want to see a uh, double-blind.
0: <laughs> double-blind. Well, no, ball. but that's <laughs> exactly the problem, is that they were all double-blind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, so the the video on here is fantastic. I mean, listen to this guy go off about, about – All right. You so Locke has is.
4: removed his children from public schools and, and he's homeschooling them to prevent Islamic indoctrination and to provide Christian indoctrination. Okay. Uh,
0: that's a good that's, solution. Right. Exactly. And that's – but I mean that, it's fair. You can do that. But yep. the more you – Keep information away from people. The more they're going to go seeking it. You know, it's like, oh, all this is bad. This twenty-eight pages is bad. We need to really read this stuff. Good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oral sex is bad. We need to try it out. <laughs> I, mean, I might tell my wife later. I heard it's bad. We need to test this theory.
2: No, you're gonna Make... say I heard you were bad. Oh, yeah. I
0: heard you exactly. We need to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks for know, clarifying. You know, the
4: thing of it is. Whatever they're teaching in world history can't be correct because it wasn't covered in History of the World Part 1. Yeah. Well... Or Part 2, for that that matter, which was never made.
3: Is that your defining guide to your historical knowledge?
4: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Homer and Mel Brooks, that covers me.
0: (laughs) So I know the Iliad and the Odyssey and History of the World Part 1. But this comes down to this idea that we can't give children information we want we want we want to make sure that they're that they're only getting what well, we want to force feed them right so because oh. we don't want them to think no of course not all right lds church doubles down oh, on bigotry wait, hold oh, wait. on hold on
4: oh, okay sorry. one more point from this article about the guy from tennessee you see he is standing behind his comments and he
0: is not backing off that yeah he that's what he said Good for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, know what that means, that, by the way. Well, it
4: means a lot in Tennessee. <laughs> it means a lot in Tennessee. If he's standing by it and he's not backing off, then then you know he's he's tarnation serious.
1: He's a man of his word. Yep.
4: Yeah. He calls himself a pastor too. What church? It it may just simply be that he's been drinking pasteurized
0: milk.
1: Is he like those Islamic clerics where you just sort of declare yourself a cleric? He just declared himself a pastor?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess.
1: Because there's a pastor. You know, we joke about everyone's a cleric. Everyone's (laughs) a pastor here.
0: (laughs) And everyone's an elder. Everyone's an elder. Yeah. So Mormon Church— to issue uh, what they – they well, let's see. What does it say? Mormon Church Doubles Down – oh, this is what you put on here. That's
1: my that's – This my, is your
0: intro. The LDS <laughs> Church Doubles Down on Bigotry Against Same-Sex Couples.
1: That's my editorial title. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. So
1: the LDS Church has long struggled with LDS members, which or with gay members. They do which, struggle
0: with LDS members. I think that that is correct, too.
1: Yes, I think both are correct. But uh, the gay members of their church uh, – they have, their stance is always, or for the most part, as far as I know, has been, you can remain a member in good standing in the church as long as you don't act on your same-sex attraction. And that's an improvement from years of denying that gays even existed in the church. So now you can be a member in good standing as long as you don't act on it. And so conveniently, when they couldn't get married, particularly in the U.S. and especially in Utah, there was not Church could just say, you know, it's illegal, it's a sin, da 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 But now that they have the legal rights of marriage, the church had to find another way to discriminate against these people. So they've decided in one of their handbooks, and this is kind of happening, or they tried to have it happen sort of behind the scenes. So it's a handbook that goes out, procedural stuff for like bishops and, you know, higher higher up the hierarchy people in the church about how to manage the membership. And one of the things is they've now declared gay or same-sex couples as apostates, which they hadn't formally declared that before, and what so is, they can't. What does attend. that mean
0: exactly? What does apostate mean? An
1: apostate is someone who has had the ha, has been baptized in the church, has been a member, and then turned away willfully from God.
4: Ooh, I'm an apostate Mormon or a, a, a apostate Methodist. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not true. You can't it be an apostate true. Methodist. I am an I am an apostate Methodist. No. When's the last time you went to a potluck? <laughs> it's been a bit. <laughs> okay, <been> a bit. <laughs> but I was baptized Methodist, and I have I willfully turned away from the church. Okay,
1: apostasy in the Mormon Church is a huge big deal. It's the one like I think it's the one thing that will get you sent to Mormon hell, which is outer darkness. And um, I think that I read one of these. I've read so much about this recently. I think so, somewhere I read that it can be grounds for excommunication.
4: So, I think the, the old ones live in outer darkness, don't they? Cthulhu and <laughs> <in> his lot. <laughs>
1: So the way the church is handling this that has everybody all up in arms is that they have decided that the children of same-sex couples cannot be members of the church until they're 18.
0: Now that 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 seems to me. I mean, here's the thing is that if you ha- if you're a same-sex couple, the idea that you're going to continue to go to the Mormon church in the first place. Yeah. I I mean, I guess there are some that might still want that.
1: These are unicorns, I think.
0: <laughs> exactly. You might be right. Um but, yeah, so they can't be baptized until they're 18. So even so, they, they're going to let them come sit in the pew. But, of uh-huh. course, they can't take sacrament. And uh-huh. so the children wouldn't be able to take sacrament until they hit 18. I don't yeah. know. I think I think everybody sounds, can take sacrament. I thought, I that, thought that sounds really counterproductive to me
4: because don't you really want to get people into the church young?
0: Because well, yes. you want to get them kind of before they can think and kind of – Make it a habit? You want to get them before they read 28 pages in their history class that indoctrinates them into Islam. Yeah.
1: So what the church's public opinion or their public stance on this from the video that I posted, one of the members of the Quorum of the Twelve recorded an interview, and he was saying that the reason they're doing this is to avoid conflict within the family because their whole focus is families and keeping families together and families in the afterlife and all of that stuff. And their concern, he claims, is that if, they, if the children become members and they have to receive the ordinances and swear fealty and whatever you have to do to the church teachings, the church's teachings are against their own parents if their parents are a same-sex couple. So they claim to be really concerned about the pressure that would put on a kid, okay. which is a legitimate – I mean, I think that's legit. It doesn't – I think they should change their stupid <clears throat> policy. But.
0: What are the sacraments?
1: Oh, I don't know. I never went through. I this when they pass the sack. You mean that's the eating of the stuff? Is that is
0: that what it is? Do they do that?
1: They do. It's wonder bread. It's honest to God. It's white bread that's been cubed and wow. White.
0: Okay, and why? And it,
1: they pass it in a thing that looks like an ice cube tray. And I think anybody can take the sacrament. I
0: thought that you. I thought that if you were a practicing homosexual, you could not take the sacraments. Maybe not. Well, I think if you're a
4: practicing homosexual, you can still buy a, a bag of Wonder Bread and, and Cubans.
1: <laughs> what I don't understand is what, like, see, what you were saying earlier, why the fuck would you want to continue to be in that faith? I just well, I, don't get don't it. Know. It's like I just don't get African American or black members of the church. I do not understand
4: I, I have kind of moderated my view, though, from what I was thinking earlier. I think it's probably better for the kids to go into the outer darkness with the parents (laughs) and keep the family united.
1: Right. Well, that's the whole thing. So then you get baptized when you're 18 or whatever. Who do you get sealed to for your celestial glory? You don't get sealed to your parents.
0: I don't think this is a problem, though, because I don't think anybody should get baptized if they're 18. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: until, the, until they yeah. are
0: at a point where they can consent willingly, there should, be, there should be no baptism. And this this is, is why I
1: wasn't baptized into the church, because my mom was a convert, and she said no when they wanted to, to baptize me at age. She said, when you're 18, you can do it.
0: That's where you know the Anabaptists, that's how they do it. They are considered rebaptizers because if you join them, you have to be rebaptized, but you can 't be baptized until you are at a, at an age of consent until you are ready to give yourself to the church you cannot you cannot be baptized. This is well, a problem for the Catholics that, that actually
4: kind of makes sense on a on a level too. Why do you baptize a baby who is
0: he theoretically, has not had the chance to sin. Okay, because if if you're Catholic, you want to make sure that you get that child baptized in case something were to happen before, and and so that they Ooh. could still go to heaven. Because the, like a the, car
1: accident or right, exactly
0: because that child would not be able to go to heaven had it not been baptized. So when you're saying bit, it's like you're saying it's like uh, vaccination. I'm saying it's like vaccination. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yes,
3: I, I was baptized Ooh. as a baby as an Episcopalian. So,
0: for the same reason, right, so, though, do the Episcopalians
4: do it for the same reason? Can we get the yeah. anti exers up in arms about about baptism? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> <Really>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably think the water's homeopathic or something. And, right, but it,
0: I, I it just, causes autism and stuff. I think it. I think that it is um, a shame that we're baptizing children in the first place. I think that until they can, I mean, maybe sixteen, is, it would be an appropriate age. But until they are at a point where they can logically say, "Yes, I want this." I don't know.
4: I don't know about that, Brian. Oh, if your kid is 16 years old and he's been misbehaving, and you go to baptize him, you may not let him up.
0: <laughs> okay, so so maybe 16 is not the best. I mean, well, but now you're talking about the um, more of a Baptist tradition that that requires um, complete submersion.
1: I think Mormons yeah. do complete submersion.
0: Do they? I don't I see, think and, so. And the Catholics do not. It's, it's just, it's just anointing.
1: Yeah. I think it's submersion for LBS. Yeah. I think
0: it's very what, anointing.
1: What's interesting about it and what's I part of, I, I agree that, and you know, they are probably unicorns, these gay families who want to continue to be church members and have their children baptized. They're exceedingly rare. What's interesting though is dragging, kicking and screaming, dragging this church into the modern age. A lot of true believing members have friends or family members who are gay and they know to be nice people and watching them be called apostates and be completely and overtly discriminated against is is pretty troubling, I think, for a lot of people.
0: Terry, you forget that the gentleman that, that in the video is an apostle of the church. Yes, he is. So he's right.
1: Yeah, did you see his hair? Did
4: you see his brill creamed <laughs> hair?
1: Man, there is not a dude that looks more Mormon than that guy with that brill creamed hair kind yeah, of scooped yeah, over. Yeah, absolutely.
4: And, yeah. I would say that seeing your friends that you know to be good people discriminated against probably tests your faith, but
0: it makes you a better Mormon for all all of it. (laughs) I'll bet that is part of what they would say. Sure. But here's the thing is that we know that when people have gay friends, when people have gay children, that they become more sympathetic to to that, that when, when they're confronted with it, most people can't still continue. They can't hate their child because they're gay. We see times when they can't, right? We see this happen. But I say, I think that most of the time they're they're much less likely to really. I don't know though. The Mormons are, are odd because if you're if you if you come out as atheist, man, psh, you're
2: out.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> you know. Uh, to your point, we were we spent a lot. Of, we spent four days in Utah in one county over from my ancestral homeland, where my dad's family is. We didn't visit anybody. Really?
0: Yeah. You wouldn't be welcome. I mean, maybe uh, you would. There's a but- couple
1: of. I have a couple of. Like his brothers are are super nice, and they hate you know they're very welcoming. But the extended family, no, I stopped getting invited to family reunions and stuff, which is
0: a little bit sad. I mean, that is sad. Yeah. Well, but this this is it comes back to this is one of the problems with religion that it is because because you have you have been excommunicated, you're no longer welcome. No, I was never in because oh. I was never
1: baptized. Right? Oh well, then why so, is this a problem? I'm in this weird limbo. Well, because I have never. Been baptized, and I'm not a member, and I'm a I'm out as an atheist, and so yeah. they are fearful. They're afraid of me, and they're afraid of my ideas, and that I'm going to spread the sin. You know yeah, and
4: exactly. We come back show up to this with a bicycle idea. packed with
0: fertilizer. Exactly. And we come <laughs> right. back to this idea, you know what that, that is? That's a Mormon suicide bombing. <laughs> so we're we're back to this this whole position where their faith is so fragile that it cannot be challenged. Yeah, it cannot. They're, yeah.
1: Their leaders tell them not to read anything that's not approved by the church, not to, uh, you know, go to internet sites that aren't, albeit, you know, about Mormon stuff that aren't from the church. Don't read anything that the church hasn't published.
2: You know, if you look,
4: if you guys look at the picture down the page, you notice that Hogwarts is in Salt Lake City. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, that's the Mormon Salt Lake Temple. Never
0: mind.
1: Yeah, anyway, no, it's just kind of interesting. I, I just think a
0: that big... I, if, if your faith is so fragile that, that any, in, if is somebody giving you information about something is going to disrupt it, then it's probably not real to begin with. And it's not faith to begin with. Well, it is faith because it, because, it's, you know. Uh, faith I mean, stands in the face of proof. I think so. I mean, it depends on what, um, what you're using for your definition of faith. There's a couple of different, uh, definitions that people will pull on you. But this idea that that faith without you know this belief without evidence this faith that kind of faith it's so well
2: it's it's a way to shut down all arguments isn't it because it's like you know I've got this idea this is this is what what I think I don't agree with what you think I'm gonna I I don't want your your ideas to even you know be a part of the discussion right yeah so so I'm just I'm just gonna say you shouldn't even listen I don't want to try to convince I don't I just want to shut that down.
0: It, you know, it's funny because not everybody who challenges their religion becomes an atheist. I mean, some people just become stronger in the, in their particular religion. I, I, most people don't challenge it at all.
1: So John DeLynn, I don't know if he, he's the Mormon Stories podcast guy. He's so good and his journey is so interesting because he he challenged it on social justice type lines along those lines, right? Like gays and the women and feminism and all that kind of stuff. And he's even, he was eventually excommunicated, but I think up until his excommunication, up until the, the actual reality of his excommunication, he was trying very hard to remain a believer. And by excommunicating him, I don't know where he stands now, but he sure sounds a lot more atheistic than he did before.
0: Well, I think that that happens a lot. I mean, if people are, they, they, if people are questioning, they, they kick them. Because if somebody else hears them questioning, maybe they'll start questioning. But if you kick them, then you go, well, wait, they got kicked for questioning? Oh, I mean, it, so it can, it can, it can have a chain reaction the other way. Right. So, yeah. I, I, if this is a tough one because, when you're asking something, somebody to believe something that doesn't have a firm foundation, in my opinion, it doesn't. I, that's not everybody's opinion. I realize. If the fa- if the foundation is is that flimsy, it, yeah, p- if people start questioning it, that they might not stick around. Yeah.
2: They well, the can... thing about re- the thing about religious ideas is that uh, people can come up with their own ideas and work out their own ways of thinking about it. And if you believe that well, your way is the, uh, you, you know, like if you believe in your way, then you know, you, these other ideas, you, you got to deal with that. And you can't deal with that through actual debate and logic because you've just come up with these off the top of your head. Right. Well, and,
0: you know, my mom is is in this awkward, you know, spiritualist place. Right. Because she she doesn't really buy Christianity. And she doesn't just so she and she's so she's sought around seeking her guru. and And so she has these beliefs that are. Absolutely unfounded. But but she but she holds to them because she she needs them for for whatever reason.
1: She has been taught that she needs something.
0: Well, exactly. Exactly. She's been taught that she needs something. So she holds on to this, even though if you question it, she she can't back it up with anything. And she knows she can't, but she believes it because her of her personal experience. That's that's where we come back to personal experience. Mm. So
1: Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I think that's kind of okay. I mean, This is where I part ways with some people, but I I don't think you really need to have firm foundation for everything you believe, as long as you kind of say, well, I know I don't have a firm foundation for it. This is just the way I think things are, and I'm just going to go with that. That's, you know? and that's
0: what she does. But here's the thing is that the way that she practices her faith doesn't hurt anybody. She doesn't tell anybody else what they can believe, right? Everybody, it's a, you know, that, that everybody has, is entitled to their own beliefs. They can, they can practice any way they want to. And she's going to practice the way that she wants to. Right.
2: And, if you're, if you're, yeah. if you're not absolutely certain of your beliefs, if you're just like putting your coin down and saying, this is the way I think it is, then you have a sense of humility about that and you don't feel like you need to convince everybody else that your way is right. And I think that's fine.
0: Right, I agree. Right. I think to an extent though she she does feel like she like she failed in some ways because she raised two atheists. <laughs> <laughs> well, she
4: raised two thinkers. She did raise two
0: thinkers, right? And and we and and we
4: we thought it, we we sure thought about it. You know, your your mom is a smart lady. She well, she's, I wouldn't debate she's, that. She's very intelligent. Um so she should be happy that she raised raised kids who can question and make their own decisions. Right. Well, yeah. So do you think that we've uh, we've we've talked the Mormon thing down? I think that we Do pe- I think And we would. paint a penis on it and gr- get rid of it now. You know what? That is a really
0: yeah. good idea. In fact, would would you do that to a pothole? I would.
1: I like the idea. I like how it looks. And I like that the graffiti artist is calling himself wanksy.
0: <laughs> well, somebody <laughs> should, Somebody <laughs> should tell me more.
1: In order to draw attention to potholes that aren't getting fixed, um, Wanksy <laughs> has started painting penises around the potholes to sort of force the city, wherever he is, I don't even, uh, to um, to repair the potholes. And, you know, potholes aren't that big of a deal for cars until they get really big. They are a huge big deal for
4: cyclists. So, um, Well, it depends on also how deep and how sharp they are, too. Right.
0: They're a sure. bigger deal for Max Car than mine. That is Oh, true.
1: sure, yeah. They're a huge big deal for cyclists. So if you see us out in the lane, often it's because there's potholes and stuff that we're trying to avoid in the gutter, right at that edge where the Portland cement and the asphalt meet is just notorious for that kind of stuff.
4: Hmm. So, Terry, if you saw a penis around something, would you be warned that it was a pothole?
1: You know what? It would draw my attention to it, and I would go around.
0: But yeah. would you find would hop it, hop it offensive in no. any way? No. But But some people will, I suppose.
1: I would think, yeah, which is why the city is sort of… Forced to fix the potholes, right? Because they need to cover up and remove the penis. Yeah, but
0: I'm looking at this patch job and it's worse. It's <laughs> <laughs> worse, I know.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can still see the penis there. <laughs>
1: oh. uh, that's so funny. <laughs> I love the ejaculating.
2: And, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> yeah, I wanna, and you can see just uh, the tip too. That's the, the, most the tip.
1: Just the tip. Yeah. Um, some people I, plant I, I flowers. In potholes to draw attention to them too, which I actually like. That I, I
0: would plant
4: them at the tip. There you go. <laughs> I I want to look at them and say no, no, that's a rocket ship.
0: <laughs> well, okay, some of these down the Just, way because th- you see it's yeah. coming out
4: of two big round clouds. Yes. And look, it's, it's, it's it's squirting fuel from. The, oh God, I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: his testicle art needs some work. Yeah, true. Oh yeah. Oh, there's there's a there's a there's a bad forced perspective thing going on there. <laughs>
0: Because that could be a rocket ship.
1: It could, and the one with the um, the drainage grate—that's like one testicle. That's like a. Not oh, that a, there's anything oh, else. There. No, it's I, a side I shot.
4: I think that the drainage oh, grate a, probably. Re- I think the gr- drainage grate probably represents the cubic uh, hair in this.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. You're saying it's profile.
4: I'm saying not? it's profile. That's a profile I'm, penis. I'm yeah. saying it's in profile. Yep.
3: That's what I thought. All
1: right. I stand corrected.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I think the drainage gate represents man's place in the universe and how we are all sometimes just circling around that drain, trying hard to stay afloat. You see, Terry, the problem
3: is you've just not drawn enough pictures of penises to really understand the different angles you can draw them from.
1: that (laughs) That is a true statement. I'm trying to think of any time ever that I've drawn a penis. Or a Volva, to be honest. I just haven't really ever done vulva
0: that. is way more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that takes a real artist. That's uh I mean wow. <laughs> and they're really safe to drive too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
4: you
2: t- you said you, said you can half ass a Volva, just you know, a couple of you uh pointy ovals.
1: Kurt Vonnegut half ass okay. a Volva. Well but here's the thing. Here's a, this is
0: <laughs> this is the difference between you and me, dumbass. I would never do that.
2: I would never (laughs) half-ass a vulva. (laughs) 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 Yes, Brian, even for love? (laughs)
0: That's the reason I wouldn't.
1: Not even when talking to your kids about their virginity?
0: Um, No. In fact, that's none of my fucking business. Good segue. Good segue. Okay.
3: (laughs) So our next piece is not an article, but a blog someone wrote that is just brilliant. And it talks about, you know, straight out, the, the the third line in it. Your child's virginity is none
0: of your business. And then she says, or he is it a he or she? Um, I think it's a she. And then she says, or or she says, how how about this way? And she says, your child's virginity is none of your business. I mean,
2: it's it, I think that she's fairly clear.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but it talks about how um parents somehow well, that depends on
2: how old your child is too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah,
3: there's a level there. But once your child reaches a certain age, they let them have control of their lives. And it talks about how basically there's this weird idea that we hold on to our child's virginity as if it's some sort of reward for us. That, oh, my child's still a virgin when they're um you know coming of age before they get married. And you're proud of that as if it, it you own it. And it's like, the, no, you don't
0: the, own it.
4: The only way that it's a reward for you is if you are holding on to
0: it so you can sacrifice it to the right kind of <laughs> Well, if you I mean, if you're selling your child, I mean, that does increase the value of the child. So in that in that sense, it is a reward for you. Yes, but I'm not talking about monetary gain. I'm talking about, uh, you
4: know, I'm talking about evil powers in the afterlife. Listen, I'm talking about how to get more horses.
0: (laughs) Uh, Point.
2: You guys live around any volcanoes?
0: (laughs) Uh, You uh, you think I need to sacrifice a virgin?
2: (laughs) That's usually what you have to do around volcanoes, right? Uh, Yeah, I think you're right about that.
1: Does yeah. Yellowstone super caldera account as a volcano?
2: Anyway,
3: uh, uh, anyway, so. <clears throat> but the the article talks about how um you shouldn't focus on the virginity. You should instead talk about the important aspects of, se- of sexuality. You know, talk about um was it uh, happiness, safety, consent, maturity, bodily bodily uh. Blah, 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 blah ownership, and, you know, you have... Focus on that. Don't worry about the virginity. Focus on making sure your kids understand what goes into a sexual relationship on, on the real levels that matter, you know, not the physical stuff. It's like, you know, that that's where it's important. That's what you need to talk to your kids about. Don't worry whether they're a virgin or not. Worry about their mental state. Worry about them understanding what sex, being sexual is really about.
2: And, and when and, we say don't, and we when we tell people don't uh, care about it's none of your business, uh, wh- about whether your child is a virgin. What we really mean is it's none of your business whether your girl is a virgin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely a truth to that. Undeniable.
1: Did you guys see that article a couple weeks ago where um, a girl gave her dad a doctor's certificate on her wedding day sh- stating that she was a virgin?
0: I did. I <laughs> oh, I God. That. Man
1: presented it to her dad as like at her wedding as a gift.
0: I would be um, unimpressed. Is there, is there
4: any way to uh ex- to express an eye roll in uh <laughs> Podcast. Probably not. You, you know what?
2: Never had kids. I don't want to have kids, but uh let me tell you if I had a daughter and she gave me that on her wedding day, I'd be a little creeped out. Yeah. yeah. I weird. would I would
0: feel disappointed for my kid. I would I'd be sad. Actually, because it would be unfortunate to have never had sex with, you know, different people to find out if you who you're compatible with and what you want to have a sexual relationship to just marry somebody and then and then think it's going to happen.
4: I I would be saddened to to marry somebody and then, you know, try to make yourself happy and then find out that you're not, which means you're probably going to end up getting divorced from that person and being much unhappier down the road.
2: Although, you know what? I mean, you could really easily just fake a doctor's certificate. (laughs) I mean, it's not like there's any certifying board on that or anything that'll say, yeah, this is a real doctor and really, you know, did this investigation. I mean.
1: (laughs) How do you, we had the whole hymen discussion. How would you even know? Yeah. Like, what exam would you do? It's like the modern era's chicken blood, right? On the sheets. If you don't bleed, you've got this little patch of chicken blood to make it look like you bled. Right. Right. Yeah. Ugh.
0: But I, I do think, I mean, we don't, we, you don't want to understate that it's important to make sure that your child has good information and so that right. they can make good choices.
3: And that that's what the article talks about. It's, you know, look at the real aspects of sexuality. Virginia, don't worry about that part because that's not the real aspects of sexuality. That's not what's important. That's not what's going to help the kid.
0: It's not even a thing.
3: Yeah, it really isn't. It's, you know, and, it's a myth. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a myth our society clings to so desperately. Yeah, and you know, so no, this is a, a brilliant blog. Especially if you have kids that are, you know, at the, the the age where they're going to start looking into that, read it, think about it, get your mind going, because you know it it makes sense. And you know, I I I have a my oldest son's about turned sixteen. Um. I openly talk to him about this stuff. He gets a bit embarrassed about it, but, you know, I bring it up. He, you know, he knows to come to me. I will gladly buy him condoms and such. I've not hidden that. Do you bring
2: it up every
4: chance you get? (laughs) (laughs) So, Ian. Yeah. Is he a virgin?
3: Uh, Yes. uh, That I do know. He is. Okay. Well,
4: you're going to have to take him out and and get him a hooker.
3: (laughs) Now, the interesting thing is now that I've started dating again, he's, um, making fun of me for that because he's trying to embarrass me. It's like, um,
0: doesn't well, quite make work him, the other way make around.
4: Him, make him go buy you condoms.
0: Ah, yes! <laughs> 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 awesome, yeah. That is a good idea. Oh, Podcast. my God, that
4: would be good. Oh, my God. Should, can you picture him going into a drugstore going, um, I <laughs> picked these up for my father?
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing is that i think you can buy a kind of an any age can't you there's no, there's no restrictions on age is there
3: um i've never experienced some
2: checking for- so
0: he can go to so, the self-checkout yeah i, I want to
2: see a toddler go in and but well, actually they I mean, there are, old enough to do it but there you know, are like a, a six-year-old walk in or an eight-year-old and say put a flip condoms down.
4: walmart's self-checkouts will will go age appropriate on items so i don't know if I don't know he, if condoms are I, I can appropriate tell you, or not.
3: I can tell you right now the King Super ones do not.
0: So yeah, I, I don't think that this is a bad idea. I mean, it's a bad idea for, for a six-year-old <laughs> to go in and buy a pack of Magnums, right? I mean, that that's an unfortunate choice to begin with. But I I, I think that having actually your 14-year-old buy you a bag, box of condoms is not a terrible idea. <laughs> he should get used to the idea. And when he needs them for himself, he'll be used to buying them for you. He can just lie. <laughs>
2: Now, just have the kid go in, buy buy a package of condoms, put it an uh, extra large one, and, and then waggle his eyebrows at the cashier. Uh, Is there
0: any
3: other size?
0: The uh, I have no, not I actually,
3: I, I yeah. some Stuff on that. Um, the average size condom can actually fit quite a wide range of sizes. Mm. Of course, you have to write. Um, we're, we're a family that when um actually we're, the other son will be turning thirteen here in March, and um one of our rite of passages we started with our oldest boy is when they turn 13, we take them to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show to make sure they properly, you know, are are traumatized sexually to begin with.
0: (laughs) Yep. I I would definitely make your younger son dress up as Rocky. (laughs) Man, if your kids know you're having sex, they probably won't have anything to do with it.
3: You don't... The questions they've been asking...
0: (laughs) Really? No, tell. Do tell.
3: Oh, (laughs) They... They they want to know more than they want to know put it that way they start asking questions and my reply is do you really want to know about your father's sex life and they actually have to sit and think and then they start asking more questions it's like no 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 you don't want to know about my sex life (laughs) oh wow you're just kissing her right now they're like ew gross like yeah you guys are the ones asking about more details on that uh
0: i tell you what, my kids don't want more details. In fact, you know, if, if the two of us are in the kitchen in a lip lock, the kids get uncomfortable. <coughs> and that happens often.
1: Oh. Wow. <laughs> Good for you guys. Rock
2: on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I,
0: I will admit that some of it is to, you know, to make the children feel Well, uh, you know,
2: are, are you vigorous in your lip lock, you know, thrashing about and, you know, like you banging on the pans? It depends
0: on the reaction, what we need to do to get the appropriate reaction from the kids. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and and I'm not making that up. I I can get you verification. <laughs>
4: We're gonna what? require a third party. <laughs> a
0: third party. You want a third party? I'll get you a third party. <laughs> Peer reviewed. Uh, double blind. Hey. Double blind. <laughs> All right. Well let's, uh, we got a few more things here. I think we, we should we can get to both of these. All right, so
4: then uh, I would suggest a new strategy. Let the Wookiee campaign. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Where, where was this? This is Ukraine. This is in the Ukraine. Uh, not not long ago, a statue of Lenin was turned into a statue of Darth Vader. So we've already got a history of Star Wars goings on over there. there essentially, the, the statue of Lenin was was outlawed, and so it was turned into a statue of Darth Vader instead. But there was a man named Darth Vader. Campaigning for office in the Ukraine, a guy dressed as Chewbacca was out campaigning for him too close to the polls
0: and got arrested. That is wrong. That is so wrong. <laughs> the Wookiee <laughs> campaigning for, but here's the thing. It's not the way that I read the story is that it wasn't that he was too close to the polls is that it's illegal to campaign on, on a voting day period. Right. So it didn't matter how close he was to the polls. Anywhere he did this, he was in violation of the law. What 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 really got me going on this one though is uh,
4: he was fined the equivalent of seven dollars and fifty cents US, but he was unable to pay as his funds were in an inter- intergalactic bank that has no branches on this planet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what did they do?
3: It doesn't go into detail on yeah, that. Does one. It doesn't. I mean, no. uh, just left to
1: wonder. Oh,
0: I, I would let
2: him wear, wear his costume in court. In court, in court yeah, That's I court. love that did.
1: picture.
0: They would never do yeah. that in an American court, man. They would have. He would have had to have been out of costume. There's no way.
1: He does look a little worse for wear after yeah. some.
0: <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's been manhandled a little bit.
1: Yeah, he does.
4: <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, they should have had him walked in by a masked
0: bounty hunter. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the idea that they, that I mean, I don't know. <laughs> You're going
4: say. to let him off with a warning because. He's holding a thermal detonator.
0: <laughs> if It had been Jar Jar Binks, he, you know, he they would have just let <laughs> him go cuz you know, he was a Sith Lord. Oh, you saw that too, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you are you talking about the uh the original Jar Jar Binks idea that Lucas put forth and somebody wrote an article that hypothesized that, that Jar Jar is actually the Sith Lord? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Oh, I was th- I thought you were talking about uh they were talking about somebody's theory on the last scene of, uh, the last scene of The Force Awakens, which is a Kylo Ren pulse office helmet revealing a pair
0: of floppy ears. And he says, Misa avenge you, Annie. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. But it was funny that that, um, that article inspired one of my coworkers to go back and rewatch the first movie to watch it with that in mind and, yeah. and to keep it. And it, it was funny is that he's like, I didn't remember how bad a movie that was. <laughs> <laughs> It is so awful. Uh, it's a
1: compelling argument, though I think it it's is. It is
0: compelling. Yeah. It's it's very interesting, and it would have made the movie better.
1: <laughs> he voted to disband the Senate or whatever, right? Or yeah, yeah.
4: He did. Hmm.
1: No, he voted
3: to give um, the Chancellor emergency powers.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't want to have to go back and rewatch, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, we already know. <laughs> we already know that uh, Palpatine was double dipping on Sith apprentices, so. Because he had had Maul, he also had Dooku at the same time.
1: And possibly Jar Jar.
4: And possibly Jar Jar.
0: (laughs) All right. Inflatable Christmas tree in Paris that upset anti-gay groups because it looked like a sex toy has been destroyed (laughs) by vandals.
3: And it does. And And it it looks like a
0: butt plug. I mean, it absolutely does. It,
3: uh, a giant green butt plug.
0: It, it I mean
3: There's no doubt. it's yeah, like it, four stories
0: high. It was made by an artist named Paul um McCarthy. It right? was
1: erected this week.
3: It was erected. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so apparently they popped it. But it's just Here, here's a here's, oh, the... here's a question oh. though. I mean um why are i mean butt plugs aren't just a gay toy I mean why are we why why is it there's this hang up that it's something for gay people I don't
0: know i don't I don't understand that myself
2: I guess people just think that you know gays are into the butt play so that so they'd be well more into... not
4: yeah gays equal sodomy equal unnatural sex practices of all sorts, so it's it's all just a matter of. It's basically the the idea of of tarring everything with the same brush and calling
0: it something that you're offended by. You know, there is too much of to this. Why is it so easy to offend these people? I don't get it.
1: Uh, they clutch their pearls every time they I, Oh,
0: my
2: God. I know.
1: Because it feeds into their prostitution complex.
2: I'm sure it wasn't intended to to be a butt plug, even if it looks a it lot like it. It was intended like... to be a Christmas
0: tree. That's what it was yeah. supposed to be. But it has no decorations. And maybe they it were going to decorate like it. It looks nothing like a damn
2: Christmas tree.
1: And it yeah, is ugly as fuck. It I is. Mean, ugly. It really yeah. is.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, they could so have painted but... a few polka dots on it and pretended those were Something, you know, ornaments. Something, right? <laughs> yeah. I,
4: on the other hand, it looks nothing like Donald Trump. That is true.
1: Who is uglier than fuck, So yeah. But
4: why do hey, like... they call them
2: polka dots? Do you guys ever does that have something to do with polka? I do not I know. know. I um, have to look that up now.
4: <laughs> I, I have to say though that I think a bigger objection to it than looks like a butt plug would have just simply been that it's it's just it's just a hideous piece of artwork. Mm -hmm. But it should not have been
0: vandalized. I'm sorry. No, No, it should not have
4: been vandalized. It just simply should not have been put up in the first
0: place. Even if it was a butt plug, why is somebody so uptight about it in the first place? So what? Yeah, they should just loosen up. You know, there are a lot of people who
1: probably didn't think (laughs) of it as a butt plug. Right. right it
2: didn't oh. register uh, who <laughs> I don't know I saw right it. people people who've never seen a butt plug I
0: guess yeah it's it's hard to believe that these anti-gay groups have actually ever seen a butt plug so I bet
2: somebody had to tell them
1: yeah
2: it's true <laughs> oh no the, it's completely believable that anti-gay groups have all seen butt plugs <laughs> yeah. They've, yeah.
1: Seen all, they've seen all the butt plugs that's right for research
0: <laughs> yeah it's so it's unfortunate that it got vandalized but it's hilarious <laughs> What was it? Thirty feet tall. Thirty foot tall butt plug. It's humongous. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah.
3: I, I can see why it would get someone's attention. Sure. Definitely. And with um, you know, the, the twisted minds like us that are out there.
0: I know. Would you guys ever think to vandalize something that that you found offensive? I I, I think I'm harder no. to offend than that. But the the idea that 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 to um, go and vandalize mm-hmm. something because you find it offensive, I mean, that is so wrong.
3: We've seen that pattern though. We um. Yeah. Two years ago, we covered the one woman who had the issue with the um, penises that or the penis mobile or whatever it was, plaster penises way back when. Yeah. And, we, and we've seen other things like that where they go in and for some reason, it's like, oh, you know, this is sexual. I can't stand it. I have to destroy it because I don't want anyone else to see it. It's like, just because you have a problem with it, you can walk away. Well, but
0: their defense <laughs> is that, it, that it's offensive to God. Is God so fucking thin skinned? Holy shit. He's been around for 6,000 years.
3: well um on friday uh we me and the boys went downtown there was a bunch of museums that were doing a free night and you could take a shuttle and go around them we went to the museum of contemporary art and there was a room that um, had a sign outside it saying we recommend parents don't take their kids in there and i said okay boys wait outside i will go in and see if i think this is appropriate for you I went in, it was pretty pornographic, and I said, Yeah, probably not quite right for my boys. But I have no problem with nudity and stuff, but this was a you know level beyond that. I didn't want to vandalize it, although I had no problem with it. It wasn't offensive. It had a sign outside, you know, giving a fair warning saying, you know, the explicit nature, you know. And it was my choice to say I don't think my boys are right for it. And that's the way it should be. You have a problem with it, you know, you can dodge it and you can make sure the people you're connected with aren't exposed to it. What
0: would have, what would have been the harm if you'd taken your kids in there, really?
3: Uh, I think mostly it'd be odd questions I'd have to be
0: answering. But see, but that's the problem. I don't want, I don't want my kid to know what atheists are because now I'm going to have to explain it to them.
2: Well, I, th- I think I think the well, issue is is more that uh, you, it's kind of awkward like really explicit sex stuff. it's awkward to stand around with your kids. I, I think yeah. that that I think well, that that no, is like, probably yeah. more true. There's
3: three women um all working on one penis together kind of thing. yeah uh, let that let the but... kids go
0: in there. I mean well, they're they're gonna know eventually
4: anyway I, mean, I, I think the problem with the with the Christmas tree in Paris was it was put in an inappropriate place. They should have just put it over a pothole.
2: <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> yes, Exactly, that's the problem. <laughs> oh, Okay, guys, so um, the polka dot came around between 1840 and 1890. This was like the polka craze. There were polka clubs popping women as a fashion statement, wearing these polka dot shirts and stuff to say, yeah, we're a member of these polka clubs. We like to polka. Okay. So that, it really? does have to do with polka.
1: That is fascinating. Yeah,
4: that is interesting.
2: I have successfully derailed the topic. Yes, you have.
1: <laughs>
2: That's all right. <laughs> As we, we were just talking about a giant
0: butt plug, anyway. <laughs>
2: Can you could you, could you
0: imagine the size of the guy that would use that though? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, so cool, it's inflatable,
2: too. I mean, that, that would be, I guess... Oh, well,
3: uh, going with the color and everything, uh, you know, you figure the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah,
2: exactly. That is the Jolly Green Giant's butt plug. <laughs> so ho, we, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. <laughs> that explains that's, a lot. That's the step <laughs> that he makes when he reaches completion. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, say good night, everybody. Good night. good night. Good night. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the Amateur Skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at amateurskeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720 295 7785. The Amateur Skeptics podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons, Share Alike, No Derivatives, 3.5 license. So hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please just don't change the content. Intro Music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash PKANOL. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry